When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Football, 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 and football on the show today. Follow along. Uh, pumped to be here. A lot to get to. A lot of audio from practice, courtesy of Jessica Cootie and Soonersports.tv. And obviously, we, we're, it's here. I mean, the, the season, the football season is here. And the academic school year starts next week. It was move-in day as we taped this on a late Thursday afternoon. It was move-in day yesterday. So here we are. I mean, this uh, long summer of wait, this long summer of anticipation, this this crazy summer of news. I mean, obviously, think about it. Uh, maybe from one perspective, this year's summer moved by a little bit quicker because you had so much going on. And obviously, the shocking retirement of Bob Stoops, the new hire of Lincoln Riley, you mix in a softball championship, a basketball team playing in Australia. I mean, there was a lot to kind of really carry us over through the summer. So uh, here we are now, three weeks away from the opener against UTEP and tons to get to as it pertains to Oklahoma football. On the show today, you will hear from Jordan Thomas, Stephen Parker, Ruffin McNeil, Mike Stoops, and Bill Biedenboe. Also, I mentioned football because as this drops, it's here for soccer too. So I thought we'd swing by. We're doing the game on radio Friday night the exhibition clash 
with uh, Oklahoma and BYU in soccer. So we thought we'd swing by John Crane Field and check in with Matt Potter, the head coach of the OU women's soccer team. So I'll bring that to you coming up to wrap things up today. Real quick, though, I just uh, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone. Obviously, a transition for those who subscribed on the old page to now the new page, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. We appreciate your patience. You know, I, I'm a I'm a bit of an old school guy. I still either just go and listen to it on my laptop or I'll download it through iTunes. And if you search Oklahoma Sooners Radio, if you're kind of old school like me, uh, it is the – and we're going to take down the other one just so there's no confusion over the next couple of weeks. But it is the podcast page that has the OU logo with the black background, if that helps clear up any confusion that might be out there whatsoever. But the easiest way is just to go through Sooner Sports TV slash podcast right there on the player. There are ways in which you can just subscribe if it's uh, iTunes through Apple, if it's Stitcher, whatever it might be. Whichever way you go about subscribing to your podcast, we got you covered at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And I should mention, Tuesday's episode is is one I'm very excited about. In fact, we've kind of already done most of the heavy lifting. And barring any breaking news or injuries over the weekend, Patty Gasso is going to be our special guest. You'll hear from Coach Gasso, uh, Aaron Miller, Michelle Gascoigne, as we celebrate not just a championship, but four national championships for the Oklahoma Sooners. And obviously an incredible career for Coach Gasso. So we'll talk some championships, we'll talk some leadership, and we'll get you ready for the Night of Champions, which is coming up on August 18th. That's August 18th. It's going to be in downtown Oklahoma City. Details online at Soonersports.com. But we'll preview that coming up on Monday's podcast. I tape Monday, drop on Tuesday. On Tuesday's podcast right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So I think that takes care of all the house cleaning. What do you say we get after? We got a lot of football to get to. Let's go to work, bro! Work has been the name of the game at Oklahoma Sooner practice, and obviously for coaches, uh, it's been a an opportunity to see how things had played out in the offseason, who improved, and kind of play off the experience that they have coming back. Right now, you can hear these full-length interviews at Soonersports.tv. Uh, Soonersports.tv, excuse me. Jessica Cootie did a great job, but we kind of wanted to go from the D.C. to the D.T. coach to the secondary to the offensive line to give you a little perspective today. And Mike Stoops, back as the Sooner defensive coordinator, and obviously feeling pretty good with some of the experience that he has back in just about every aspect of this defense. Well, it's been good. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, Curtis Bolton has been a guy that we've played in a variety of different positions. So, you know, we're, we're moving guys a little bit, trying to get the best, uh, you know, group on the field and then to build depth. So uh, we feel like we got four or five guys that uh, can come in and play at the level that we'll need them to play at to, to compete. So we just got to keep working. It's just been three days and uh, some of it's new to some players in new positions. Uh, uh, Kenneth, we played at uh, three different positions and that's hard for a young player. So we just have to settle in on where we want each guy to be and, and let them grow at those positions. Bob told us in the spring that this is probably one of the most talented young group of linebackers you guys have had in quite some time. What do you need to see from them as you, again, continue to develop that depth? Well, again, uh, we are extremely young a year ago. When you look at Emmanuel and Kayla playing for the first time at this level, that's that's hard to do starting two guys at two linebacker positions in the leagues that we play in. But both players, you can just tell, are night and day 
uh, ahead of where they were a year ago at this time. They're, they're both totally different players, playing faster and more aggressive and, and understand their position so much better. So, you know, we've grown in those positions. Uh, uh, so we feel good, and then have an oboe. The Mike, the Mike Backer, replacing Jordan Evans, obviously, is the, a priority of this camp. So great stuff from Mike Stoops. But he has a new face in the defensive coaching staff. He's got a new mind that he can pick, and that's one Ruffin McNeil. Ruffin McNeil, who spent a lot of time with head coach Lincoln Riley whenever they were at Texas Tech together. Then when Ruffin got the head coach's job at East Carolina, he hired – Lincoln as his offensive coordinator. And now after a couple of years with Bronco Mendenhall up in Virginia, Ruffin McNeil finds his way here in Norman. And uh, it's more than just coaching technique, according to Coach McNeil. How do you approach that? I I think uh, this role that we're in as coaches are teachers. And my job is to develop young men. So when they leave me, uh, it's like planting a tree. I want to make sure I plant trees. So so for years from now, that tree will keep growing. And – you know, so, yeah, coach football, I know that pretty well, but I think one of my jobs, my duties, uh, is to be a servant, but also share knowledge with them from my experiences. I've tried this, this didn't work. I've tried this, it does work. So my job is to teach them both sides, and I make sure I talk to them. But I think that's a part of our job as teachers. I think that's part of my job is development, I'm talking about life. So when they leave us, they'll be ready. Again, y'all heard my ethos is earned, not given. It's also a part of my, my, uh, my, my belief is to teach them about life. And, and uh, you have tough times in life, how are you going to bounce back from it? You know, and I have a, 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 I say the word Fido, forget it and drive on. Something tough happens, forget it, play the next play. Uh, something bad happens, forget it, play the next play. Something good happens, forget the next play. Because uh, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, make this day a masterpiece. And once they grasp that, then they'll be ready. I think it's a sleeper position from a depth perception on this team. I think defensive tackle is really – it's got an opportunity to be a strength. Now, uh, obviously, there's some of these guys that are versatile that you'll see work both inside and outside, and we're looking right at you, Neville Gallimore, the redshirt sophomore out of Canada. But you you look at a guy like a Devontae Lampkin. For those that are listening to this podcast that love to follow the recruiting world, I mean, this was one of the guys whenever the Sooners got him. It was a huge deal. And he was also a guy last year that – as soon as the opportunity arose where he was able to play, they had to use him. And he was thrust into some tough situations, and I thought trial by fire played pretty well. You have some youngsters like Tyree Slott. You have the experience like Matt Romar, who I think is an, an underappreciated guy on this roster and has been for years. You have uh, someone like Marquise Overton, who is coming back off an injury, who's a, a true junior. I mean, the guy – Talk about an incredible, strong dude in the middle, for lack of a more professional term here. He set every single bench re- bench press weight room record when he was at Jinx High School. He was an ap- He's an absolute beast. So you start looking at defensive tackle, and you see someone like a, like a Ruffin McNeil that's leading the charge in the locker room, and you hear him. I mean, listen to him speak. How can you not get fired up? And then you look at the roster and you look at the depth. You've got to feel pretty good when you're making this shift to a 4-3. You're going to need a couple of guys in there. And you feel confident with, I think, the depth that's been developed. Now, how do they continue to progress? How do they continue to improve? A key question for the defensive line in 2017. Soonersports.tv and Soonersports.com, we've been previewing every single position. They're going to hit the defensive line more next week. We'll go more in-depth 
on next Friday's podcast. Meanwhile, right now, the preview is all about the defensive backfield. And to me, you're looking at maybe one of the strengths of this team based on two guys, Jordan Thomas and Steven Parker. We started one corner with Jordan Thomas, who, I mean, obviously, as an experienced guy, as an leader, uh, Jessica Cootie caught up with him and you know, that's a that's a key for him to have success this year is to continue to lead and look aside uh, alongside him and see someone he's experienced with on that backside in Stephen Parker. Um, it just helps us provide as much leadership as we can because we've been through you know seeing all the older guys come through and, and work with the younger guys. So we we have you know very profound examples of what to do and what not to do. So that gives us a better edge when it comes to okay these young guys need coaching they need help and so we can be like okay well I learned from experience and I did this this way but this is the way I'm going to help you and just. Baby, just baby stuff the young guys until they can, you know, walk on their own. Being that you guys have gone through so much together, how hungry are you two together to kind of make this defense and secondary one of the best in the country? Um, starving, famished, uh, because you, like you said, it's our last, it's our last go around, and you know we've been beat up. You know, the first couple years we here, we were here. You know, we weren't as good as we wanted to be. And yeah, we had our spurts here and there, but we want to be more consistent um, every down and, and just have a, a more shut down secondary, if you will. Not just for the secondary, but for this entire team, especially the defense. How much are you guys kind of trying to step into more of leadership roles? Um, we all try to be leaders, just like even with the young guys, you know, whoever's just doing everything right all the time. It's just like we need as many, you know, hands and eyes that are all doing the right thing at all at, at the right times, even when no one's looking all the time. So if we got guys that are just like, you know, our D-line or our linebackers, all of those guys that are just leading, we just need those guys to step up to be the vocal point. And that way, you know, we can push all the younger guys. And that makes every that gets the ball rolling and we get all the young guys and get everyone on board to just make a run for the natty. And what have you seen in the battles uh, for those two open spots alongside you guys? Uh, it's been competition. It's a dogfight every single day. You're like, oh, okay, he won it this way or he won it this day. It's not like anyone's taking any steps back. It's just that person or, or whoever it is that day is just setting themselves apart from everyone else. Either way, no matter who wins the battle, how confident are you in those guys that are going to be playing alongside you guys? I don't care who's on the field. I have the utmost confidence in whoever we decide to put on, and where, whether it's Will, whether it's Chance, whether it's Rob, whether it's a freshman or a senior, we don't care. We know we ha- we know that we prepared those guys to play. You know, it's, it's kind of incredible. Good stuff from Jessica with Jordan Thomas, Stephen Parker coming up here in just a second. But it's kind of incredible when you think about, you know, the uh, decision by Zach Sanchez to leave early before last season and how that at the time we thought thrust Dakota Austin into a position to where he could be a difference maker – then you had some injuries that took place with guys like uh, uh, Makai Quick who stepped in at that cornerback position. And then out of nowhere, a Jordan Thomas emerges, a guy that wasn't even able to work out with the team in the preseason due to a, a heart condition. There's an incredible story that Jess did on Soonersports.tv about Jordan Parker. And he really helped solidify that side opposite of Jordan Thomas. And yet, in spring ball, this new guy, Pernell Motley, comes in and steals the show. And Jordan Thomas is battling for playing time. And they've got a great relationship. So I think it says a lot about two things. Number one, the job that this staff has done recruiting and bringing in guys that can compete and are ready to go right away, a la uh, Jordan Parker and potentially a Pernell Motley. But also, you know, the, the development. When they get in there, the job that Kerry Cooks has done in developing these defensive backs. And uh, you, you heard that confidence from Jordan Thomas right there. Hey, you know, I don't care who it is. You know, we're going to go out there and we're going to lead and we're going to win. Now, part of the reason why Jordan Thomas can be confident is the guy who has his back in safety, Stephen Parker, who obviously feels confident looking and 
seeing Jordan Thomas up there at one corner? Uh, just experience. I mean, you know, since you have two guys, two older veterans that, that have been here for four years or going on four years, that kind of know what they're doing, know the system, we can basically help out those young guys. Those young guys are learning from us. So, uh, you know, just just with our experience, like I said, we're going to get the chance to get them better, and they're making us better, you know, just being young and flying to the ball and flying around making plays. Being that you guys have gone through so much together, how hungry are the two of you to kind of go out and make it with a bang here in your last year? Well, we're, we're both very hungry. I mean, we both, uh, you know, we, we both want to basically continue our careers after, you know, OU, but, uh, you know, it starts right here. You know, we're, we're enjoying every day to its fullest and uh, basically having fun with it. And not just on in within the secondary, how much are you guys kind of trying to be more leaders of this entire team? Uh, I mean, we're just trying to be leaders of first off our, our group and then, you know, after our group, you know, with the whole team because we already know that we're, we're some of the older guys. You don't have a lot of seniors on the team. So basically being a senior, you got to you got to hold everybody accountable. You got to make everybody better. And I feel like that's what we're doing. Stephen Parker, by the way, again, on, on all these interviews, there's there's full length interviews at Soonersports.tv right now. And. Uh, just an incredible job with the interviews. You're looking at that secondary right now and that safety, and there's a name we I think historically, and fans were guilty of this, there's guys that maybe after freshman or sophomore year you forget about because you're so excited about some of the newcomers that are that are starting to emerge. And I think a lot of times in this defensive secondary, we forget about a name like Will Johnson. And Will Johnson has gone out and had a fantastic camp so far. So – uh, that's probably a name to keep an eye on opposite Stephen Parker. I know Khalil Houghton has been moved to that backup spot behind Stephen Parker. You've got Robert Barnes, the freshman who absolutely looks the fight, and Chance Silver as well, too, another guy competing for playing time. So some incredible depth that's been developed in the defensive secondary. Do yourself a favor. Go now to Soonersports.tv and watch Kerry Cooks mic'd up and get yourself a complete preview of the secondary. Move to the offensive side of the football. We just uh, we basically have done an entire football podcast today without mentioning the offense. And the deepest position on the field is offensive line. Soonersports.tv's Jessica Cootie caught up with Bill Beanbow. Oh, it's been good. You know, anytime you get, have guys with experience, you can, you know, experiment with some duff, different things. They've seen a bunch of things. Most of these guys have played in a ton of games, you know, up to this point. So they've seen a bunch of different looks, um, different movements, different stunts. So they know how to, to react to it. So now you can take the teaching to a different level and, and start, you know, maybe teaching them some more advanced techniques. So it's been good. You know, and it's a, it's a good mix. We've got some young guys, too, that these older guys with experience can teach. It's not just me teaching the whole group. So from that standpoint, it's been really good. And you returned, obviously, everybody back from the, the uh, line that started in the Sugar Bowl. How hungry have you seen them, given that they were starters, but you have so much depth that, I mean, has the competition still been there? No, I think that, oh, yes, no doubt. I mean, especially inside. I mean, I think you see it every day. You know, you, you've got to be on point. You've got to be on your A game every single day because if you're not, somebody's right there to take your position. Um, that You know, we, got, we don't have as much depth at the tackle position, but we're, you know, slowly developing that. And as those guys come along, I think it's going to push the guys in front of them. So, you know, competition is a coach's best friend. You know, they know. I mean, there's five guys out there starting. Now, if they earn it, they're going to get on the field. But all these guys want to be starters. So you got to prove it out here every day. The film doesn't lie. And what you put on film, that's who's going to start and that's who's going to play. By the way, I think that's one of the coolest quotes I've ever heard in my life. Competition is a coach's best friend. And you start looking up and down that offensive line, there is a ton of competition. 
I mean, I, I don't know many places in the country, and I think I've said this before and I think I've said it a lot, that can go three deep at center and feel good with just about any one of those guys getting called upon. Uh, we'll have tons more coming up on Thursday's episode. Actually, Friday's episode. I'm starting to get used to our new schedule here. Coming up next Friday from a week of practice, and Saturday will be the Sooners' first scrimmage. So, well, Patty Gasso will be our special guest on Tuesday's podcast. Uh, we'll also give you as much of a recap as we can from the scrimmage. Speaking of exhibitions, tonight – the OU women's soccer team will kick off play in 2017 with an exhibition matchup against BYU. We caught up with Matt Potter and just kind of talked about how quickly this offseason disappeared and if he's ready for 2017. Busy offseason. Um, lots of work to do during the spring, but the work's been done and now it's time to go see if it works. What's the biggest kind of adjustment you want to see from this team off the success of last year and building towards this season? Well, we've built ourselves a framework that's a very solid foundation. And so the idea is to continue to build and, and gain forward momentum and keep pushing forward. So this year's goals are no different to last year's goals and no different to the traditions of the university, which is a winning tradition and to try and compete for championships. As far as an exhibition is concerned, what's the goal? here tonight I mean I, you always want to win and have success I imagine as a coach but is there a deeper goal in mind Do you want to play a lot of players Do you want to see a lot of different kind of approaches yeah I think you want to see if what you've been layering in preseason and through the spring translates now um, with a long summer the season comes around quick for women's soccer so to play against somebody else you kind of get to that point where you're sick of playing each other so to play against somebody else now paints a different picture for us as coaches because we get to see which pieces are working, what's sticking, what's not working, and, and we have a chance to kind of regroup again. From a very generic, broad view perspective, where do you see the strength of this team being heading into 2017? Well, our depth is definitely through the middle of the field, especially in our midfield. You know, we've got a, a bunch of talented players that all complement each other, so that's, that's somewhat the heartbeat, but from that, we can kind of build out from the back we can build out from playing forward early to connecting passes we, we, we really have a good good balance of a roster now so that's the years of recruiting and when you take over a program it doesn't mean what happened before was right or wrong it's just change and so now we're in a situation where we've got good balance and that helps just out of curiosity, uh, soccer is such a physical sport. You've got a new athletic trainer this year in Christy Miller. She's great. How much does that change things for you? Well, we've actually had a few changes behind the scene. We have a new strength and conditioning coach. We have a new sports media. We have a new director of ops. We have a new athletic trainer. So other than that, everything's great. <laughs> change is good, though, right? Keeps you on your toes. Absolutely. Change can be good. And, and if the early indications are anything to go by, they're all positive changes. Um, you know, the changes that we've we've had occur were because of life. And that's what we all have to remember. You know, life trumps everything and some great opportunities for those before these folks. But they're the newest family members now, and that's how we'll treat them. What has been the thing that's allowed Oklahoma, and I just don't mean the university, but I mean the state. You've brought in some girls from Jinx and from Tulsa that have had some success. Have we seen Oklahoma continue to thrive as a state in producing Division One level soccer talent? Well, without a doubt, and I think the credit for that goes to the local soccer community, the coaches within it. You know, the ones I've had the privilege of coming across want to do better, want to raise the profile of the sport in the state, and 
they have a good product. You know, they're trained well, they're coached well, they're respectful students when they come in, and because of that, they always want to learn. So, you know, all the hard work's done by the club coaches and the people in the community and the high schools and so on and so forth. So, you know, yes, I, I think Oklahoma soccer's on the rise. Development of Paige Welch, how key will that be for 2017? Well, without doubt, she's 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 translating herself into the absolute person that we thought she could be and sometimes you just kind of sit back and say I wish I could be like that you know but <laughs> she's she's got that much talent and that many gifts so yeah she's a prominent piece of the of the puzzle for us and we look for her to have a great year and the fact that others have recognized that going into the season with with her being recognized in the preseason uh, Big 12 team, that, that that's an exciting moment for her, but it just is another indication that she's moving in the right direction. Big 12 preseason. Final thought, newcomers you're excited to see out there tonight? I mean, again, obviously, we'll see a lot of players with it being an exhibition, but are there a couple that we, we should keep an ear on and an eye on here this evening? Well, for sure, our goalkeepers. You know, both McKinley and Paige come in with great pedigree. They come in with great great coaching traditions from where they've come from so you know that right off the bat is going to be a change that everybody's going to notice in contrast to Cassidy last year obviously um, you know the freshman class has had an opportunity to kind of bed itself in and not feel too much pressure and just kind of figure things out and figure their way now but Erica Yost has had a great preseason um, and, and from that, I think you could talk about each of them, to be perfectly honest. Casey Kinley, you know, Emma Ledbetter, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. So that's the type of player we want to bring in now that can, you know, turn, turn the heads of the returners and keep them on their toes and in their own right go find their niche and make their mark. Women's soccer falls under that umbrella of teams that had incredible runs in 2016 and look to continue it in 2017. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, again, a reminder, hey uh, – Leave a review, leave a rating, leave a comment on iTunes. I'm so appreciative and thankful. So all the great things that uh, everyone had said in our previous location. But go ahead and just, you know, click five stars. Leave a nice little rating. Help help build this thing up. I, I have great hope. I'm, when Toby gets back from vacation, he'll be more of a regular part of this. Chad McKee, Teddy, Dusty hopefully as well throughout the 2017 football season uh, and then beyond. I think that uh, – I can't thank you guys enough for supporting it, for reacting as well, too, to things we throw out there. Make sure you follow us at OU on the Air at Sooner Sports TV. And if you have any questions and you want to reach me personally, you can hit me up on my personal Twitter feed, at Plank Show. Until then, everyone have a wonderful weekend. We are that much closer to football. Until Tuesday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.